So he's in Mississippi at one of our churches. He's going to preach um, and then just help them do some business there in their church um, with, with confirming or accepting a pastor there. So he's bishoping today. He's Bishop Jason. So um, I get to, I have the honor and the privilege to give the word to you this morning. And um, it is truly an honor and a privilege. And for some reason, guys, Dave, I cannot see. So I don't know if there's, I can't see my notes. So I don't know if there's something you can do to help me, but that would be fantastic. Normally I put my notes in font 14, but today it is in like font 12. And I had a birthday back in December, and I'm not going to confess this, but you know all those old ladies that you used to see reading glasses with? Yeah, uh-huh, old lady. Fixing to have to happen here. I just think it. Um, but anyway, I, there's a glare, so I just was going to see if you guys might could do something with the light. Um, and I did something different today because I always sweat when I'm up here. So I have got my dad's handkerchief. And so I feel like my dad's with me right here, okay? So if you feel me, if you see me wiping my face, um, I'm just loving on my dad um, and also wiping off the sweat. So, um, so let's get into the word. Yeah, no, I don't know what power they are. They might blow me away. They're pretty good. <laughs> Savannah just hooked me up with a light. That is much better. Thank you. All right, so we're going to get started on the word this morning. That was a whole lot of um, commercials that I just gave you there, but we're fixing to get focused. Are you ready? Yeah? Okay. All right. So we're going to get focused. As I said this morning, Pastor Jason has started the sermon series called One Another. And man, it's been so powerful, so awesome. It's been life-changing to me. Uh, so like I said, go back. If you didn't get a chance to hear the past two uh, sermons, you want to go back and listen to it. So today we're going to kind of focus in on a different area. Uh, we're still talking about one another. I'm just going to give you something else that God talks about in his word uh, regarding one another. So um, there's an English word that we don't use very often, but it's in the Bible, especially if you're reading King James or New King James Version. So today, I've got several New King James Version scriptures that we're going to read just because I like the way it, it reads it this way, and it's using the word that we're going to talk about. Um, so New King James, and then I'm going to switch into some NIV, NIV as well. So the word that I'm talking about is, you ready? Bear. Okay, not teddy bear, not like a bear in the wild, okay, that's, that's why it gets confusing, I want to break this word down, but we're talking about such as wor the word bear with me, that's what you've been doing this morning, right, you've been bearing with me, right, okay, bear with me, like that word, okay, or that's unbearable, you ever been in an unbearable situation, um, or man, that is a heavy load to bear, Okay, so this is the word that we're going to be talking about today, and I'm going to show you how it connects to our series, One Another. I want us to understand that word bear today. All right, I've got a story that I thought about when, when Pastor Jason and I were talking about the next uh, way we wanted to go in the series. And when he said the word bear, this is the first story that came to my mind. And I, I was like, okay, Lord, that kind of relates. Um, I'm a visual person. I, <clears throat> I usually teach uh, kids or children's church, you know, so I usually have an object lesson. Um, and the people around me are so used to me preaching um, that I had Chris Brady texting me last night at 830 at night saying, what kind of prop you need for tomorrow? And uh, I said, brother, I would not do that to you, but I don't need a prop. Thank you for offering. Um, so he's so awesome like that. He's, he's just an awesome servant, servant in the Lord's house. Amen. Um, so 
This story is pretty funny, or it was funny to me. You might not laugh. If you don't think it's funny, just give me a courtesy laugh, okay? Um, we had these kids that grew. We had this this kid that grew up in camp that we got just got to see raised up, and and he's awesome. He's serving the Lord. Uh, went to Emmanuel College. Um, he is, you know, just just serving the Lord, and just it was such a joy and a pleasure to watch him grow up, and. He got married when he was about 19 years old. That's really young. You know, that used to be like, wow, that's not young. But when you're my age or older, you're like, 19 is a baby. And uh, so he got married at 19. So we had the honor to go to his wedding. And so it was a really cool wedding. It was like up on the mountain of, uh, in Huntsville uh, in like a state park, right? It was in the forest. Like there was woods. You could kind of see over the, the edge of the, the cliff there they, where they're, like the, the wedding was set up. And here their backs were like this. And over, over that way was a cliff. You know, it kind of made you a little nervous that they might fall off the cliff or, or whatever. But it was a beautiful set. Like, it was a beautiful scenery, right? Beautiful wedding. Man, the, um, you know, the wedding processional is coming out, and they're getting lined up, you know. And it starts getting towards the back of the wedding processional, and the ring bearer is supposed to come out. And the ring bearer is this young man's brother. And we're all looking around for the ring bearer. And he's not coming. You know, as an administrative person, that's making me nervous. Like, somebody's not doing, that wedding planner's not doing her job, you know. Well, you look kind of over behind them, and there's a tree. And out from the tree pops the ring bearer. But he's dressed in a bear suit. Okay? He is a literal, literal, he's using the word wrong, ring bearer. He's a bear, okay? And he's dressed, I mean, he's like 12, I think. You know, how they got him to do this, I do not know. But the bride didn't know about it. She had no idea. This was a surprise, you know? The bride didn't know about it. And so the little brother pops out, because this was going to be great, you know. He pops out as a bear, and he's got the rings, you know. And he was a bear, but he was supposed to be carrying he was supposed to be the bearer of the rings right and uh, so they were taking it really really literal um so i just want you to remember today the bear that we're talking about and hopefully that story if you don't remember anything somebody said what did what did pastor joy talk about today she talked about bears she talked about bears but you want to remember the right kind of bears okay all right, so um, I'm just going to say in the words of Ininga Montoya off of Princess Bride, best movie ever, right? Vizzini's all the time saying, it's inconceivable, it's inconceivable. Well, Inigo Montoya says this, you keep using that word. I do not think that it means what you think it means. So I want you to know what the word bearer or bear means today, okay? So if you're taking notes at the very top in bold letters, write bear, okay? You guys ready to delve into the word bear and how it connects to one another? Here's some different synonyms for bear. Here's like a definition for bear. I try not to uh, make you feel like you're in school, but I do want you to understand and get a depth of what we're talking about today. So just just bear with me, and um, I want to give you some synonyms. So here's some things that bear means. It means to support. It means to carry. It means to shoulder. 
It means to sustain. It means to endure. It means to hold up. It means to keep up. It means to uphold. And the Lord has called us to bear in different ways. So let's look. We're going to look at five different ways that God has called us to bear. You ready to go on this adventure? If you are, say amen. All right, number one, we are called to bear his name. We are called to bear his name. I'm going to show you what that looks like. Scott, you're ready to go on this adventure with me too, aren't you, brother? I kept him busy this morning. All right, let's read in Acts. We're going to go to Acts, I believe it's 9, 1. Yes. Here we go. Let's read about Saul, whose name was changed to Paul. Then then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any any who were of the way, (laughs) that's what I get for New King James Version. It reads a little different. Whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless as we all probably would too. Hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now, There was a certain disciple at Damascus, and his name was Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight. And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. Hmm. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. And then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. Like he had heard of Saul. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. He's a bad dude. He's killing Christians. He thinks he's doing what God's called him to do, but he's far, far from it. But Saul has had an encounter with Jesus. And now God's moving on Saul's behalf. And here he has has authority from the chief priest to bind who all call on your name. 
But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to, what word? Bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. All right, I don't want to leave Saul here, so we're going to continue to read. We're going to read through verse 22, so just hang on with me. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, the Lord had already given Ananias a vision of who God had called Saul to be. And at that point, Ananias had already given up all bitterness or anger or or unforgiveness that he could have possibly had towards Saul. Because here we see him tell Saul what? Brother. Saul, you're my brother. And so let's go on to verse 18. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. And then immediately he preached the Christ in synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem? Is this not Saul? Is he now carrying the name of Jesus? Because at the moment Ananias prayed for him, the prophecy that that the Lord had given him said, Saul, you are going to bear my name. You are going to carry my name. And has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priest. But Saul increased all the more in strength. And confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. So Saul, whose name was changed to Paul, was now a carrier of the name of Jesus. And you see, as he carries the name of Jesus into the the Damascus where he had come to to persecute the Christians, now people were hearing the name of Jesus and they were getting saved. God has called each and every one of us to bear the name of God, to carry his name, to proclaim his name name. So we have been called to bear the name of God. That's the first one. That's the first calling. Then I don't know if you know this or not, but maybe some of you guys have grown up in the same area all of your life. But I have. 
and I'll meet people. Uh, you know, some people have that honor and privilege of, of growing up in the, in the same town, in the same area. Some people move off, and they're, you know, obviously uh, different in different areas, you know, from what they grew up in. But a lot of times people will, will ask me, oh, you're from here? And I'll say, yeah, I'm from here. Well, what was your name? Or who were your parents? You know, and because they associate who you are with your name, right? So I'll say, um, you know, I'm, I'm Joy Byler. Um, my parents are Kathy and Monty Hayes. And, oh, Monty Hayes, yeah, I know him, you know. And it'll, you, th- there'll be a recollection because of the name, right? And I'll tell you this, what an honor and a privilege it was to grow up as the daughter of Monty Hayes, because he was a mighty man of God, and I loved him. So in biblical times, a name was a little different, all right? So I'm going to read you this information, because I want you to understand the significance of a name. In biblical times, a name was more significant than it is today. A person's reputation and prestige was linked to their name. Also, a person and his name were bound together. Their name would represent their character. It would represent their essence. All right, I'm going to give you an example in the Old Testament. Anybody remember our brother Jacob in the Old Testament? Man, from the day he was born as a twin, he was a deceiver. And you know what Jacob means? Deceiver. Like, man, parents, why didn't you name him, like, honest and true or something like that if you wanted to, like, combat that deception in him, you know? But they named him Jacob, which means deceiver or deceptive one or heel catcher, which is what, the, what he did whenever his brother Esau was born. He was holding on to his heel as he was being birthed through the birth canal. And so they named him Jacob because he was a deceiver. And if you read about Jacob in the Bible and before his, his God encounter, he was very, very deceptive. He lived up to his name. And uh, so he has an encounter with God. In the Bible, you'll see the heading over his story that says, Jacob wrestled with God. He, he was such a deceptor that he thought he could, deceiver, that he thought he could re- wrestle with God. He was deceived, was he not? And so he wrestles with God and has an encounter with God, and he says, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me or tell me who you are. And God blesses him, and he knocks his hip out of socket and gives him a new name. He's then known as Israel. His name changes from Jacob, which is deceptive deceiver, heel catcher, to Israel, which means one who prevails with God or triumphs with God. So his name changed. One encounter with God and Jacob's name changed. I think his walk probably changed because now he's walking with a limp as a remembrance of his encounter with God. He walks different. He's standing different. He's saying, I am no longer a deceiver. I am now triumphant with God. And so there was a significance in the name. So when we say we are carrying God's name, we are carrying his character. We are carrying his essence. 
And that means we're carrying who he is, what he has done. We are carrying his peace. We are bearing his patience. We are carrying his forgiveness. We are carrying his healing. When we're we're called to bear his name, those are the things we are carrying. And people say, "Uh uh-huh, I know who you belong to. I know whose name you're bearing. We have been called to bear the name of Jesus. So here's some questions I want you to ask as name bearers. Not bears, okay? Name bearers. Here's some questions. I've got four for ye name bearers. I thought New King James, let's talk King James, right? Ye bear, ye name bearers. How art thou? All right, here's the four questions that name bearers need to ask ourselves. How do we treat others? If we're bearing the name of Jesus, how are we treating others? How are we blessing others? How are we, as Pastor Jason talked about last week, how are we thinking about others? How do we talk about others? Okay, just a few questions name bearers need to ask themselves. God's name bearers need to ask themselves. If we've been baptized in the name of Jesus, you know, spiritually, like we've been baptized in the name of Jesus, and then I love to see the physical representation of baptizing, being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then guess what? We have a new name. And then when people meet us or see us, see us, are they seeing the character and the essence of our new name? We need to be, we are called and we need to be bearers of his name. Amen? All right, number two. We are called to bear his light. Let's, let me read you some scriptures, okay? We're going to go to Philippians 2, and we're going to read 13 through 15. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do Man, these scriptures are really hard. I've been reading some hard scriptures today. But man, aren't they good? Isn't it what God bears need to be? Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Have we ever felt a more crooked and perverse generation than the generation we are living in now? I'm sure every generation has said that. But if they could see 2023, they'd be like, yeah, you guys got it. We're living in that generation. But God wants us to become blameless and harmless children of God without fault. Right smack dab in the middle of this 2023 generation. Because he wants us to shine as lights in the world. He has called us to bear his light. Because as we all know, there is darkness out there, and it is getting deeper and darker and and worse. Man, have you ever been in a darker than dark dark? You ever experienced the dark, like a darkness, like 
Okay. In a cave. You ever been there? Like, I'm talking about, this is not spiritual right now. This is physical. Okay? Have you ever been (laughs) physically, your body, in a cave where there's no lights? And you feel the darkness. (laughs) It's heavy. You, like, feel it on your arms. And then I've been there, I felt the darkness, and then as I was feeling the darkness, a bat flew by and, and feathered my arm, and I screamed like a little child. Darkness. That kind of darkness. You feel it. But this generation that we're living in, this perverse, crooked generation, is what they feel every single day. And we are called to bear his light and dispel that darkness that they're living in. Here's another one. Let me tell you about your generation. 1 Peter 2.9. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Elizabeth had to come up with a favorite scripture this past week for her graduation. And it's hard to narrow down just one. But this is a good one. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim, that you may carry, that you may bear his praises, the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You have been called to bear his light. All right. I'm going to do one, per, one more little story, and then I'm going to like speed through the next two, okay? Because I just want to keep you guys remembering these points. But the other day, Jason and Jude and Lydia were over here at the church, and they were upstairs, and they were, they were taking some things upstairs that needed to be stored upstairs. And Jason was kind of organizing a few things, you know, putting it up, and Jude and Lydia looked at each other, and they said, let's turn out and let's leave Daddy up here in the dark. That's going to be so funny. And so they turn off the lights, and then they shut the door, and then they run home. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Does Daddy know you're home? Oh, oh, he does. He knows we're home. I was like, what are y'all up to? He's like, just wait. <laughs> and uh, I was like, There's some, y'all, you did something, didn't you? And they're like, hmm, maybe. And so Jason gets home, and he's like, thank you guys for leaving me in the dark. And he said, but you forgot one thing. And he pulls out his phone. And right on the phone is an automatic flashlight. And so they didn't leave him in the dark because he already had the light. Right? So here we go. The enemy tries to leave you in the dark, but you already got the light, right? So we need to be bearers of the light. All right, number three, we are called to bear fruit. John 15, 5 through 8 says this. Pastor Jason read it the other day, but it's so very important for us to remember that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And that if we remain in Jesus and he remains in me, then we will bear, we will what? Bear much fruit. That means it's going to come bursting out of us whenever we remain in him. 
And then he says, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. I don't want to be that branch. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you will, wish, and it will be done. This is to my Father's glory that you bear. You guys are remembering it. Yes. Much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Don't you feel like if we're bearing the name of God and we're bearing his light, that that is going to affect the fruit that we bear? I want to read you one more section of verses on bearing fruit. It's Colossians 1, 9 through 14. And it says this, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Wouldn't you want Paul to say that about you? Woo! Have Paul praying for us all the time. Can I tell you this morning that at the right hand of God, Jesus is sitting and forever making intercession for you? Jesus, the Son of God, is praying for you right now. Mm. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. That's a whole nother sermon, but I could preach on you being qualified. He has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of what? Light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of Sins. We are called to be bearers of light. All right, number four. We are called to bear with one another. We are called to bear with one another. Let's read Colossians 3, 12 through 17. Thank you, Dad. Needed that handkerchief. Therefore, as the elect of God. Can you just let that sink in for a second? You are the elect of God. You are holy and beloved. Let that rest on you for a second. You are the elect of God holy and beloved, you are a bearer of his name. So now it's time to look a little different. Here's what I want you to put on. I want you to be clothed. I want you to put on tender mercies. Oh, children of God, this is the Lord talking to you. I want you to put on tender mercies. I want you to put on kindness. Oh, can you just wear just a little bit of humility? Oh, can you just don, just put on some, some meekness and put on some long suffering? 
Can you just bear with one another and forgive one another? That if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, all right, I want you to put on all those things, okay? But above all of those things, here's the main layer that I want you to put on. I want you to put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Aren't you thankful that you were able to do that this morning? All the, wor- the worship team leading us together in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, all together admonishing one another. It's important as the body of Christ to corporately worship together. That's what we did this morning. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I think that the Lord might actually want us not to just do that on Sunday. Maybe tomorrow you could sing a song. And in the song, you could pray for me. Or pray for Elizabeth. Or sing a song and pray for Jackson or Jackie. Don't you think that God wants us to do it on other days besides Sunday? And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right, I'm going to give you some some points here on how do we bear with one another. I'm not talking about bearing. We're fixing to go into another thing that God's called us to do. I'm not talking about helping each other and carrying each other's burdens. I'm talking about bearing with one another. Like when the person drives you crazy, you're bearing with them. Or your spouse is just irritating you beyond measure, you're bearing with them. Or your kids are about to make you go cuckoo. Thank God my parents bore with me. Bore? Is that the right word? Bear. I was a bear. (laughs) They were bearing with me. So how do we bear with one another? The, I'm going to give you those keys right here, and they're found right here in Colossians 3. You ready? Write them down. We've got to put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Go back and read those scriptures, and look what God wants you to wear as a child of God. We've got to have forgiveness. We've got to have love. We've got to allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts. We've got to have the word of God dwelling in us. The word of God is active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive. And whenever the word of God dwells in us, it helps us to be the bearers that God wants us to be. And then whatever we do. Carry the name of Jesus. Don't be a bad representation of who Jesus is. I was laughing the other day. Um, I think it was Scott that was saying that on your 
the back of your car, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a new bumper sticker, right? And it says what? I love Jesus. That is a big proclamation as you're driving through the town of Greenville, Alabama. Or if you even venture out into Montgomery at East Chase, and you've got I love Jesus on the back of your car. If you're out there proclaiming it, Scott, does it make you a better driver? (laughs) Sort of. Do you want to black it out sometimes? Yeah. See? See how that goes? We just want to black it out sometimes. We don't want to proclaim. We don't want to be God's bearer. Uh, We don't want to proclaim and bear his name. But it's what God has called us to do. And if we care about those who are in that deep, deep darkness, and if we truly, truly love Jesus, then we're going to represent, right? All right, number five, and then I'm almost done. We are called to bear one another's burdens. This is different than bearing with someone. You've been bearing with me today as I've preached. You bear with your husband when he drives you crazy. Okay? This is bearing one another's burdens. It's different. Let me read this verse to you, and I'm going to read it to you in the New King James Version, and I'm going to, re- you, I'm going to read it to you in the NIV because I like the way it words, it's worded in both. Galatians 6.2, New King James says this, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Pastor Jason told us two weeks ago what the law of Christ is. It's to love one another as he has loved us. That's the law of Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Then love one another as I have loved you. So we are called to bear one another's burdens. Here's a different way that, that it, the NIV says, says, doesn't say bear, but it says, we talked about the synonyms of bear at the very beginning. But NIV says, carry, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We are not called to walk this journey of faith alone. We're not called to do it all by ourselves. And you know what's really easy is I can say, you know, this is easy. This is probably easier for me to say, I can just do it all by myself. I can handle all the things I'm going through all by myself. It's just me, myself, and I, and I can just do it, right? But that's not what God's called us to do. He's called us to bear one another's burdens. He has not called us to sit at home and just just sit there and say, oh, God, this is so heavy. It's so overwhelming. I cannot. It's just going to be me and you, me and you. Well, God is enough. But he has created the body of Christ to bear one another's burdens. That's what church family is all about. There has been times in my life where it's been so overwhelming and someone has come to help me bear my burden and it was like a something was lifted from me and it was like it just encouraged me and it made me stronger and it made me feel like, oh, I see the sun's coming out. This this time is not going to be the rest of my life. I feel like I'm being supported. Uh, you just need to, you need others. You need the body of Christ to help you bear your burden. We are not called to bear it alone. 
get this, he has given us the gift of each other. Miss Julie, you're a gift to me. And I wouldn't just say that on, just on a Sunday from just because I'm preaching, but I say that every single day. Miss Julie, you are a gift to me. God, when God said, Joy, I won't give you a gift, and, and you, you're just going to blow your mind. And then Julie Polk walks into my life about 12 years ago. And you're a gift. You're a gift to me. You're a gift to a lot of people. But I want to say you're my gift. Miss Carol, you are a gift to me. Your prayers that have supported this church and supported our, supported our ministry and supported your praying for your pastors, praying for the city, praying for the young people, you are a gift to me. You are a gift to the body of Christ. Scott, you are a gift. Your faithfulness and your consistency and you showing up every Sunday to do the scriptures on the screen and to work and to help Kristen with worship, you are a gift. I could go around and name every single one of you. And God has given you to the body of Christ as a gift. And God wants us to look around and say, look at these gifts that I've given you. Even though sometimes you might have to bear with them, God has given us to each other as gifts. And he wants us to carry each other's burdens. All right. I'm going to end with this story. And then I'm going to give us some time to pray for each other, okay? It's in Exodus 17, 8 through 16. And I'm going to read through it. The Amalekites, this is, this is back when um, Moses was on the scene, and they were taking the promised land, and there was different things going on. But the Amalekites were enemies, and they came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of your men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses... Aaron and her went to the top of the hill. Okay, one time I was praying for our church leadership. This was a really, really long time ago. And I was so serious. And I was like, Lord, thank you for the Moseses. Lord, thank you for the Aaron's that hold up our hands. And Lord, thank you for the Ben-Hur's that hold our hands up. Okay, it's not Ben-Hur, which is a movie. All right, it's her. It's just her. It's not Ben-Hur. All right, so Moses... Aaron and her went to the top of the hill. And I will say in the middle of that prayer, everybody started laughing. Everybody. I'm like, what did I say? It's not been her joy. It's her. Okay. So there are all three of these guys are up on the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Malachites were winning. So when Moses' hands grew tired, have your hands ever grown tired? They took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. Sounds like all day, doesn't it? Like if they're staying steady till sunset, 
Moses is holding his hands up a long time. But God said to Moses, you don't have to do it alone. I've sent you gifts. I've sent you Aaron, and I've sent you her. And they're going to hold your hands up. And through this, you're going to have a victory. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. And then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nissi. Jehovah Nissi, you're my banner. And he said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. The Lord goes to war for you. The battle is going to be won. So Jehovah Nissi means the Lord is my banner. And a banner represents being unified and identified as a particular group of people. We're the bearers of his name. His banner waves over us, declaring you are his. He identifies you as his chosen people. And then we fast forward to Jesus being beaten and whipped and about to go to the cross. And I want to show you this last thing. It's Luke 23, 26. And they're leading Jesus up to Golgotha. And it says this, Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. It seems like God's just saying here, you know what? Even for my son, even for my son, I gave him someone to help bear his cross, to help carry his cross. And so God is saying to us today, how in the world does the word bear relate to one another? And I hope through the five points that I gave you and through the reading of the powerful, awesome, live and active word of God, that it has penetrated your heart to know that we, me, I, you, we need each other. And we need to carry each other's burdens. And we need to bear with each other. We need to love each other, forgive each other. We need to be patient with each other. So here's how I'd like to end this. Pastor Jason, on the very first message of this series, said, how can we fulfill the great command that Jesus has given us to love one another? And so today, I feel like through the word and the scriptures that we've read and, the, and that we've studied, that I've given you one of the ways. And that is to bear with one another and to bear one another's burdens. Man, that's love. That is such love. You ever had anybody just help you bear your burden? Or some of the ways that looks like is just, just saying, how can I bless that? I see them going through a tough time. How can I bless them? Or how can I just send just a text of encouragement? Man, that, sometimes that will lift your spirit more than anything else. Or maybe the, somebody's name will come to your heart and the Lord says you need to pray for them. It's bearing one another's burdens. That's what we're called to do. 
And it's not anything that God wants to be. As a pastor or a pastor's wife, sometimes burdens for other people can be very heavy. But God doesn't want burdens to be heavy when it comes to him. Because he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if we're all together bearing one another's burdens, and then we're taking them and we're giving them to Jesus, then I believe that you're going to find rest and peace and joy, and you're going to be able to carry his name, and you're going to be able to carry his light so that others may know who he is and the freedom that he brings. So I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. And I'm just going to give a few prayer directives. Number one, I know we have people who watch online and who will listen to podcasts later. And I know we have people here in the room. So I don't ever want to not give the opportunity to carry Jesus to you. And so today, if you are here or if you're listening online or if you're listening to a podcast and you say, I am in that deep darkness that you talked about and I need God's marvelous light to come and penetrate my darkness and I need Jesus this morning. If that is you and you're here in the house or you're watching online, if you would just raise your hand just as an act of God, I need you. I see that hand. I see that hand. And maybe you're raising your hand online and you just say, God, I need you this morning. Jesus, I need you to come and penetrate the darkness. So let's pray today. And I'm just going to pray and you just repeat after me. And, and, and you're not just saying it because you're just copying what I'm saying, but you're saying it from the deep dark depths of your heart that you want the light of Jesus to come in and penetrate and you're you saying it and you mean it this morning just repeat after me say Jesus I need you today take the darkness bring me light I believe you died on the cross you rose again and you saved me Come and live in my life. Give me a new heart and shine the light of freedom on my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Still keep your heads bowed, please, and your eyes closed, because now I'm going to give you guys who love Jesus and love the church and are called to be part of his body, I want to give you the opportunity to respond to his spirit this morning. But if you just are here today and you say, I need help, Lord, bearing your name. I need help, Lord, carrying your light. Lord, I need help in this area. Lord, so many times I just allow my flesh to to lead me and I need the spirit to lead me and I need your presence to be with me. And I just need, Lord, you to be take over and lead my life. I'm tired of being the one uh, driving and being in the driver's seat. Lord, I want you to be the director and the leader of my life. I want you to help me carry the light. I want to be a better representation of your name. 
Like when I said those three points, if the Holy Spirit just hits you upside the head and said, oh, you need me. If you just want prayer this morning on just surrendering some things to the Lord that he needs to come in and help you with, or, or he needs you to help, you need, you need help today just being a better representation of your new name. That is you this morning. We're just out of an act of surrender and just saying, Holy Spirit, I'm obeying what you want me to do today. I'm going to raise my hand and get prayer today. If that's you today, would you raise your hand? I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. My hand's up there with you. So let's pray together. Church, can you pray together for your brothers and sisters today? Father, we want to be a representation of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lord, when we go out to eat, we want to represent you. Lord, when we are driving in our car, Lord, we want to represent you. Lord, when we're in our job place, we want to represent you. Lord, when we're, when we're in our family house and our families gathered around, Lord, we want to represent you. Lord, we want to be the bearers of your name. We want to carry your name not only to the lost, but to everyone around us so that, our, so that your light shines and you penetrate the darkness in the lives of others. And so, Father, we want you to use us. We want us, Lord, help us to be a representation of who you are. Help us to carry your character and your essence to the very deep, dark places of where people are living and they need your freedom and they need your joy and they need your peace and they need you, Jesus. Lord, it's our desire today to carry your name and to carry it well. We thank you for that. Lord, shine the areas in our lives. Turn that flashlight on in our lives, on the things that we need to surrender to you, whether it's our time, whether it's our, um, Lord, what we watch or look at on TV or, or on the internet, Lord, whatever it is, whatever you want to convict us with today, God, just convict us so that we can change and be the people that you have called us to be. Lord, we thank you for your transformation in our lives today. And then I want to do one more thing. If today you are carrying a burden that you feel like you are just carrying it by yourself, the Lord and your church family want to lift you up. You don't even have to tell anyone what your burden is. But if that is, is you today and you feel like I have felt like I'm fighting a battle all by myself, it's weighty, it's heavy, it's burdensome, and today I need help carrying it. If that is you today, would you please raise your hand? I see those hands. Now, church, can you lift your heads up? And can you look around? Can you, those who raised your hands, can you keep your hands up? Okay, there's hands. If you're sitting close to one of those hands, can you just lay your hand over there on them? Or if you're sitting close um, to anybody, if you'll just put, Elizabeth, if you'll look around and see anybody with a hand up. Sandy, if you see somebody, can you, can you go back to, to Christine? Thank you. All right, if you're sitting around anybody that has their hands up, don't be uncomfortable. We're the body of the Christ. We're brothers and sisters. We're about to pray for each other. Because you're not meant to carry it by yourself. If you're sitting by somebody that has their hands up, can you just raise your hand towards them? Just in agreement to what God wants to do in their lives today. So, Father... 
we're not meant to walk this journey of being your people alone. We're not the person of God. We're the people of God. Together. Walking this journey together. And being part of the body of Christ, being part of your church, Lord, there's no better thing. And so this morning, we lift our brothers and our sisters up today. Lord, those who raised their hand and said, I have a burden that I've just been carrying by myself. It's overwhelming. It's heavy. And I need help lifting it up to the Father. Lord, we lift those burdens up to you today. Lord, I don't know what they are and they don't have to be spoken, but Lord, you know what they are. And just as a matter of obedience to the Holy Spirit today, we just want to lift each other's burdens up to you. Lord, I know some of them might be relationships and some of them might be health and some of them might be finances. I don't know what they are. I know some of the things that I struggle with sometimes. And Lord, I know that you are our peace and provider and Lord, as we agree together and we lift each other's burdens up together, we know, God, that you're moving. And we know that the burden of the heaviness that they came in with is going to be lifted. Because just like Aaron and her, we're holding up the hands of our brothers and sisters. And we say, Lord, bring everything they need. Peace that surpasses all understanding right now, flooding their hearts and their minds. Your presence in their circumstances. Lord, we thank you in your mighty and awesome and precious and wonderful name. The name that is above all names. That at your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. The name that we are to carry, the name that we are to bear. Lord, we lift it up in your name, Jesus. And we thank you in your mighty and precious name. Amen. 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 Isn't it good to be a part of the body of Christ? And just know this week, if your name comes to my thoughts, I'm going to be praying for you. Will you do the same and lift up your brothers and sisters in Christ this week? Bear with one another and then bear one another's burdens. And then can we all just make the challenge, accept the challenge as we walk out that door right there that we're carrying the name of Jesus and we're carrying his light and we're going to be bearers of his name. Amen? Amen. You have an awesome week. We will see you back next week. Just be blessed this week and um, have an awesome, great week at work, school, home, wherever you're at, and may God be with you. May you be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.